Welcome everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes, my co-host is Bricky, and he's going to be teaching us, I think, about some Eldar shenanigans and Warhammer 40k today. But before he does, if you enjoyed today's episode, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous and consider supporting us. You get access to the Discord, HD posters at the $15 tier... How about that Slanesh poster, everybody? Anyway, patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, and Bricky has a few things to tell us today, doesn't he? I have more than I normally would like for major episodes, but we do want to go and hit with the sponsor real quick, so let's play the real hit it. Hi, I'm Bricky. I normally tell you about shaving your balls. Today, no longer. I'm telling you about shaving your face, your beard, something that I have with the fantastic... Beard Hedger Kit. In fact, it's a Beard Hedger Pro Kit, technically. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit comes with the certified Beard Hedger itself, great for your beard, and also with multiple types of selectable lengths to get the perfect kind of cut. Carrying case for it, of course, and a whole load of extra accessories, including beard oil, beard shampoo, beard conditioner, and beard balm. And if you thought I was done, we also have excellent scissors for shaping it all out. And it makes that really cool scissor sounds, you know, like when you see it at a barber, it, like, it's a great noise. Overall, the package is an excellent deal. It has a ton of various types of uses, all for not only cutting your beard to make it look great, but also for the continued health and often restoration of the beard. As someone who has had a beard for seven to eight years now, the actual maintaining of it is super important and things like oil, balm, and so on are really helpful for making it look Fantastic. And Manscaped has you covered with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. That all you can get at 20% off with code ADRIC down in the video description at manscaped.com. 20% code ADRIC, manscaped.com. Description. Thank you for the sponsor. Let's talk about Big A. And we're back. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I want to get through the merch stuff really fast because I don't want to overload the beginning. Um, we do have two new merch things. One, if you like that slanoosh, you like the snake, you like mm. the poster, you like the stuff. We're Love selling it. quite a few of those posters. If you want to grab them at Orchidate.com, they are, you know what they are. You could, you, you could see it. You see it there. You see what's happening. Wanted to get it's, your live reaction to it, but sadly it just didn't didn't line up, did it? You know, you're throwing me a Femboy Snake Fulgrim poster. You know, I expected it to be way more cursed than it was. I'm actually kind of mad how tasteful it is. It's actually a really good piece of art. It is a great poster. It, it kind of checks all the boxes. It's kind of tasteful. It could be kind of lewd, depending on how you look at it. And it's just, it's it's lovely. I love it. It's great. Also, um, I wanted to to give a shout out to one of our fans. Um, a while back, one of our fans was in, I think it is the Air Force, and they fly uh, refueling missions as their main as their main job. Um, Damn, and they were tough. asking, they were asking, hey, do you have any Adeptus Ridiculous flags at all to fly? And we originally didn't have any, but we decided to make one for them because apparently it's customary to fly certain flags on missions. Um, <gasps> no. They, so they actually, this one's upside down, I'm sorry. Um, this is actually a picture they took and sent it to uh, us at the merch store. Um, they're flying a Cadia Stans Cadian flag uh, for the refueling mission. That's them taking a, a picture of the flag. Oh, and, and that's there's the, so cool. <laughs> the jet being refueled. So, and they, send, they have a certificate that the flag has been flown, signed, and all. I didn't take a picture of that because I don't want to dox their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a really, really awesome thing. And so I thought, you know what? Let's sell Adeptus Ridiculous flags. Oh, hell yes. So also available at the merch store, we have Adeptus Ridiculous flags, classic three by five feet. They are gigantic. There's a big old black flag with our logo. It looks really cool. Kind of like a pirate flag, but like, you know, Adeptus oh, Ridiculous. It is all available yes. as well. In the merch store, if you'd like to check it out, throw it on your wall, fly it on your yard, whatever you feel like doing. If you do fly it on get your one, refueling missions, fly it on your refueling missions, throw it in your in your barracks. If you're a uh, if you're a currently enlisted, uh, if you do, please send us pictures of it on Twitter or on Discord. We would absolutely adore seeing it. 
That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Oh, that is so rock star. I must admit, oh. DK, you threw a lot of a lot of emphasis in that. It almost made me sound like you were being sarcastic. No, I am genuinely so hype about that. Once you showed, I thought that picture you sent at first was like a painting, and then I was like, "Ooh, that's real. That's that's so cool." And that's the ah, oh, that's just. Mm. Oh, all right, all right. Don't don't hurt yourself. Sorry, I'm I'm old. Uh, hype hype could you know, break a hip. So did I already tell you what this, uh, this episode is supposed to be about? Cause I, I know we talked about a bit the last episode. But I don't remember if I told you about this one. I was under the impression that today was just going to be like last time. It was like, Oh, before we talk about the Phoenix Lords, we have to talk about the aspect warriors and how the aspect warriors came into being and all that. So I just figured today was going to be more about, describing and talking about all of the different Phoenix lords in one episode. Well, that was originally the plan. If there was something else that I wanted to talk about didn't come up, there is. And ah. so that will be our next episode. <laughs> Poor this <Ted>. episode. <laughs> oh, no, Ted, Ted already knows this. Ted, Ted's got oh, this. Okay. You, you, you gave them more notice than right now as we're recording, huh? Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think Shy would not have a gun to my head right now if I was like I've changed my mind on the episode again? <laughs> By the way, Ted, good luck getting the thumbnail out. In time. <laughs> good God, again! But unfortunately for you, it does mean you have to have a quote. <laughs> I almost <clears throat> spit out my coffee. <clears throat> the denizens of the warp are not our allies. They are not patrons to us, and they will never grant us the boons we seek. Their nature is the same as that of their duplicitous realm, perilous to credulous fools, but a potent resource for those with the willpower to take it without giving in return. My will has endured for 10,000 years, even in the face of the dark gods themselves, and I am no fool. Hmm... This definitely seems. I it, this has to be like some specific Eldar dude meister that I I I oof. I don't I don't, nothing's coming to mind as to who this might be other than it's probably some Eldar that can use warp magic. All right, that's super wrong. Um, oh, it's about taking the powers of chaos and not offering anything in return. So they are utilizing the oh. powers of chaos. Okay. Well, I, I I didn't know. I I I figured this was a lead up to the Phoenix Lord, so it had to be uh, Eldar somehow. And I didn't think Epic it was specifically 40. about the first line of the quote. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and, okay. And, and what was this? My will has endured for ten thousand years. What happened ten thousand years ago? Stuff. The Horus Heresy. Good Stuff. Lord, man. Well, Good yeah, Lord, but, man. Like, it's Abaddon. It's Abaddon. It's the big why man. We, why are we doing Ab? We've done Abaddon. Because we're doing the How new Arcs of Omen book. We're doing the new book. How does Abaddon live? What? 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 You've thrown me for a total loop here. All right, God, fucking. My damn mind it. was so completely set on something Eldar related. The Arts I, of I, Omen, the new book, chapter one. It's not even really about Abaddon. It's about the new guy Vashtor, but it, it's the called Abaddon. I, God damn it! I didn't even know there was a new book. I don't look up this stuff. I didn't know there was a new Abaddon book. Epic 40k quote fail laugh at this user. That's not fair. I was led to believe that today was going to be somehow related to Eldar, okay? I, but then I told you, you it wasn't. All right, never yeah, mind. Screw this stuff. You never all right, told let's talk me about that, the Omen. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's right. talk about Abby. We're talking about the Arcs of Omen. It's, it's, the, it's more about Vashtor and the Arcs of Omen. But anyway, all right, it's a new book. It is a new book. It is continuing more of 
the actual modern story of 40k. We are technically in the 41st millennium now, or 42nd millennium now, I believe, but screw it, we're still, we're in 40k, screw 40K, it. 40k, yeah. 40k. So, this is a brand new book that came out that's offering a bit more of the gameplay and narrative changes, but also is in continuing the story. This is post-Fall Cadius, this is post the Great Rift, this is post Imperium Nihilus, yeah. and it starts off with a Forge World. Well, I mean, not a Forge World, but a Mechanicus World, basically. Okay. And unfortunately, a servant. Uh, this world has a bunch of fancy-pantsy deep vault artifacts and things held by some Inquisitors. And unfortunately, it just pure chance, bad luck, warp, messing with stuff, who knows, a servitor breaks some stuff, and the extremely powerful anti-detection fields of the, of the moon that it's on go down for about five minutes. And then... Right. The Black Legion in those five minutes senses this planet, gets a readout, and heads on towards it. And then they assault the world, kill a bunch of people, and a few of the Dark Mechanicus thralls enslaved, or, you know, more like just Dark Mechanicus people in yeah, the uh, yeah. Black Legion, go ahead and go through the data vaults of the moon, looking to get special data to gain Abaddon's favor, naturally. Naturally. It it finds a fancy, corrupted, scrap code data tome that it decides to bring back as a way to help with the despoiler. So, flash forward a little bit. Abaddon is in the observ observational room, I guess is the word? Whatever you want to call it. Sure. He... Okay is basically in the, the or, an oracle area where the entire ceiling is covered in flesh bodies of screeching souls. Not like the Ooh. Screaming Gallery. More so but like similar. warp. Similar, but like warp energy is flowing through all of them. The, the revenants called oracles. And he has this giant orange-rimmed octagon of sorts on the floor. So instead of like a like a holographic table to, to see like a battlefield layout. He is basically going to the psychic uh, future seeing room. Oh, okay. The screaming warp room. The screaming warp room that allows him to look into the future, to see uh, outcomes. So as he's flipping through all of these future flame holograms, he sees... Harold World Claimer, um, the the guy we <laughs> joked about in the episode with Kirioth. Like oh, Harold. Oh, Harold. His his victory fighting some loyalists. And Abaddon's like, I've seen this already. I know he wins. Next. And he's kind of like, it gives us a little bit of good development for Abaddon. Because he's like kind of antsy. He really wants to kill stuff. He wants to, you know, his sword, <laughs> Drachnia is a demon sword and wants to spill blood. Now, and yeah, he, yeah. he just kind of like can't right now because he's he needs to play this kind of long game, the long war. And but he's just kind of annoyed and he's seeing like all these kinds of futures and he constantly goes in this room. This room is one of those rooms that you just can't go into if you're anyone lesser than Abaddon's soul. The, oh, all right, of the right. screeching revenants on the ceiling will just like freeze you in terror. Oof, but he's just insane. And he's just there like. Chilling uh, with a cup of coffee. He's got an armchair, puts his legs up. Yeah, let's see what's on the news today. The future news. Warp news. <laughs> with your boy, Isakyle. Warp news starring the demons of chaos. <laughs> Just imagine that, that news. That ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. And on today's warp news. Harold World Claimer has killed a million loyalists again. It's like... I've seen this one before. Rerun. Change next. channel. Yeah. <laughs> Change channel. He he sees uh, more of his fleets going across the battlefields and killing loyalists. Next, he sees uh, a thousand <laughs> black metal hands dragging down his forces. 
into a pool of screaming uh, souls. And he's like, I know about the Necrons already. I'm aware of the danger they per- they pose. Next. Click. <laughs> Click. All the while, he's wearing pink fuzzy rabbit slippers. And he's got, oh, like, hell the, yeah. he's got the robe on. And it's like this giant robe that covers his stupidly big armor. <laughs> He's, he's got, got a little he, five o'clock shadow because he hasn't shaved this morning yet. He's got like a little uh, a coffee mug that says um, uh, "fuck you, Dad." <laughs> it works too because the emperor isn't his dad; it was Horus, and he, he doesn't like Horus. He thinks Horus is a fool. His cup says "world's greatest dad," but he just xed out dad. So he's world's just greatest got the world's son. Greatest, yeah. <laughs> world's oh. greatest despoiler. Um. Oh, oh, you know how he has like the little top knot? Instead, it's like a sleeping cap with like the the funny like the Santa looking ones. <laughs> yeah, with the with the pom pom at the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, Let's go. Internet so, artwork. This, please. So, so he's watching Warp News, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he eventually goes and sees Fulgrim, and Fulgrim is out there just murdering everybody, including his own forces, and he's just furious. Because he's like, God damn it, Fulgrim and the Emperor's children, again with this, constantly <laughs> killing my own people, not doing anything to help the long war, just, just enjoying your sadistic fantasies. Like, Abaddon is, is really struggling with maintaining coherency with his forces. Oh, I bet. It's interesting to note about Abaddon, because he serves all four chaos gods equally. Yeah. But the, prob- the Black problem... Legion, right? Yeah, because Black Legion. But he takes the power from all four gods. The problem is that all four gods want him to be their champion. But the oh. moment he, he allies with one specifically, he gives that god a ton of power. Right. And so the gods are, like, meticulously using him, but they're, they don't like giving him too much power. Oh, they, they have a bit of fear between, like, because the great game and their greatest champion. So right. what they'll do instead is they'll mess with his followers. His followers. Oh. Yeah, because he becomes a demon prince, he loses his free will. And so Slanesh is kind of pushing Fulgrim to be like, hey, why don't you go kill, like, 10,000 of Abaddon soldiers or something? That'll that'll get him. No, not, not quite like that. Fulgrim is doing that because Fulgrim's a shithead. Um, and that's just Fulgrim. Okay. That's also fair. Also very fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it's more they're playing this like this like game of teeter totter because at the same time Abaddon is all of their greatest champion, and they're scared of other gods going um, him going to other gods. But at the same time, they don't want to give him too much either because then he's so powerful on his own. Right. You know, like, Abaddon wants to basically, like, yeah, try to kill the Emperor, take the throne, and then defy chaos. Okay. So if he took the throne from, like, if he actually ever managed to kill the Emperor and take the throne, he would just, he would completely ruin chaos and he would ruin all the gods and he would be his own super entity. But, oh, and they or just don't basically want no longer yeah no longer need them so they don't want to yeah, make yeah, him yeah. too powerful but they also don't want another uh, another one to to take him instead so it's this balancing act i kind of like the idea that he is both their like greatest weapon and potentially the biggest threat to chaos I kind of like that. I don't want to say duality, but I kind of like that that crazy balancing act of like if he gets too much power, chaos is screwed. But at the same time, if he, like he's still the greatest weapon to chaos too. But yeah. it is a, a balancing act of between the gods and to try to take their power and not give anything back. And the problem is that so many of his followers are not that strong, and so they take power from certain gods more than others, and that gives the gods power. And so he's trying to maintain his forces at the same time while they're being corrupted. And it's, it's, oh, really, that, yeah. it's really difficult. Abaddon is, is having workplace structuring issues. <laughs> so his, his followers, so black legionaries, are 
falling to chaos because they're obviously not as strong as Abaddon. I mean, I'm I'm assuming nobody is other than like what the Emperor. Uh, so his forces are probably constantly falling to chaos, aren't they? Because well, it's, you know. it's not just that; it's like everyone can join. You know, look at the word bearers and how devoted right. they are, and how much they give the gods. Or, 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 yeah, like certain uh, black legionaries might get more power. He'll, maybe he'll pull a legionary from a certain group, and you know, like um, the exalted night lord guy uh, was a zinch follower, zinch mm-hmm. demon follower. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. Uh, yeah, he the of course he's not been able to destroy the Imperium yet. He has to he has to hoard yeah uh, and like heard a ton of various people who are all falling to chaos in in various ways some trying to usurp him some trying to to do their own goals it's tough it's also so, the imperium like million planets yeah they're, they're it's a lot he has to take that's so, not an easy thing to just topple over even if you're abaddon so it's frustrating sure um but as he's going through warp news um, he eventually starts having issues with his overall um, uh, hologram. The vengeful Uh-oh. spirit starts having ma- major problems as you know, the vengeful spirit was uh, still kind of damaged from the Battle of Cadia and I think even from the Horus Heresy. Okay. And as the weirdness of the warp news starts to flicker and adjust, he leaves and meets up with his bodyguard trying to figure out what's happening with the ship because he's looking around the ship and there's like snaking bits of brass, silver, and gold moving oh. throughout the ship, like worms of metal and electricity arcing throughout the walls, creating oh. fate like screaming faces of brass and metal slithering through all the pipes and walls and floor of all parts of his ship. Well, that 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 doesn't sound uh, ideal. So he goes up uh, to the source of this area, and he finds a bunch of Dark Mechanicus people utilizing the dark, blasphemous tome they found on that planet in an attempt to create a ritual to help speed up and fix the Vengeful Spirit's damage. Oh, and no. This sounds like it does not end well for someone. Well, it doesn't end well for them because they're taken for excruciation. Um, I was going to say, at the very least, those Dark Mechanicum that are using that unholy tome to mess with the Vengeful Spirit are probably going to get just unheard of levels of torture. So the actual bits and pieces that start happening are, are really weird. It's just snaking electrical metal worms throughout the entire ship, just running through it like living cables, like frayed intestines all just moving in and out of the area and it all coalesced in one specific spot and in that spot there was a kind of a warp portal slash ritual and sucks in all of the servitors and all of like like the ones that are kind of um, melded inside of the control consoles all the electricity is wired and and being slowly dragged into the centerpiece area. And in this blazes two eyes of bright cinder. The eyes fixed him with the burning, with burning lamps for eyes and spoken a voice of rasping static from every emitter on the bridge. Abaddon, the spoiler, I am Vashtor, the Archophane, and I come to make and you an offer. Ooh. Is that Vashtor? Vashtor the Archophane. Are, I think one of the best additions to Chaos in a in a while. Whoa. That dude, is so that that first art that I don't know about that second one, but that first one, oh my god. That's so wow. His mini is also really dope. Oh, if, hell yeah. Oh, this is the one everybody thought was the Dark Mechanicus um, mini, right? Yes, it is not actually. Oh, he is so cool. That is a baller mini. Oh, yeah. my God. Vashtor is really, really cool. I like him a lot. 
that's one of those minis that's so cool that I'm like, yo, I might not play, but I would, ooh, I would love to own it. I would probably screw up the paint job, but damn, that's cool. I've also found that Vastor is actually really big. As as a mini, he's way bigger than you think he is. Like, if you, uh, if, if that, if, oh, was that an epic embed fail? Laugh at this user, do it, Shy. Oh, no. Anyway, he's very tall. He's very big. Gi giant mini. Um... Is he bigger than say what, how what, on a scale of one to Bellacore? Just click just, just click on the damn link. That well, it's I, just four or four not found when I click on it. God damn it! So God, you know, God, you really, you've really goofed this uh, this show off here. Uh, there you, you know, go. So. He, he he's like triple the height of Space Marines. He's very tall. Oh wow, he that he is a lot bigger than I thought he was. Well, yes. I oh, guess we on in terms of the mini, like Shy said, you can see in the picture he is towering over uh, Space Marines. So, yeah, he's he's that's such a oh that's such a great mini, Jesus! It's really cool. The mini's great. He's dope. So he arrives on the bridge of the Vengeful Spirit, and he starts speaking to Abaddon in this furnace-like voice of static and, and metal. And what he is, is in a weird way, he's not a demon prince, and he's not a, a demonically infested person either. He right. is a separate warp entity in his entirety. So, this is actually just huh. great development for Chaos. I like this a lot. So, in okay. the realm of Chaos, we have the four major realms... Corn's place of blood and brass. Mm. You have the plague gardens of Nurgle, the crystalline labyrinth of Zinch, and the six layers of uh, seduction or pleasure or whatever for Slanesh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is another area of, uh, in the realm of chaos called the Soul Forges. Ooh, cool. The Soul Forges are a blasphemous mechanical zone that has a black sky of twisting fumes and oil and sludge. And oh, this place it, sounds so cool. In it are the screams and wails mixed with the um, or mixed up and lined up with the sounds of pistons and metal. And it is a, a place of oil, electricity, bronze, brass, iron, and souls and blood all mixed together. Oh, the I soul love this place. forges. It it's it sounds like a demonic chaos admech zone. It is basically what it is. And Vashtor oh, Vashtor is actually an entity that gains power from mortals just like the chaos gods. He is a technological manifestation. He is the embodiment of the scientist, the the engineer, the scientist that decides to find a cure for the plague of his citizens and, and the excitement oh. uh, of discovering this, the excitement of creation, then twisting him to no longer try to find the plague cure, but instead, after he's done, make bioweapons, knowing how good he is at his stuff. The engineer oh. seeking uh, knowledge and the perfection of the craft. It, it's the... The inquisitor, the, the 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 questioning, the curiosity of science and engineering, is what gives Vashtor his power. Oh, so he probably got a big boost uh, when Oppenheimer was around. That probably gave him a big old, you know. One could say he was having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely say that. Yeah, definitely. I like that idea so much. That's very cool. So the Admech must, well... Oh, the Admech what? feed him, no doubt. Yeah, but but it's not like the Admech can, like... I was going to say, because the Admech are constantly, like, engineering and, and stuff, but it's not like they're... They don't invent stuff, and it's not like they're real. I guess they... Well, I don't know. I'm probably thinking about it too hard. They do. Great. All right, excellent. So, in the Soul Forges, it is a unaligned section of the Realm of Chaos that serves all Chaos Gods equally as a third party. 
Vashtor is like a combination of mob boss and arms dealer. Ooh, so, okay. The thing is with Vashtor is, is demons, when, when demons arrive in real space, they speak in, in twisted riddles. Unless you're corn, they just try to kill you. But it's <laughs> like the, the Zinch people is like, they're like, why are you here? And he's, they say, the light of the universe brought me here. Or was it the minds of mortal? Yeah, yeah, I imagine Slanesh is that way too. Vashtor does not do this. Vashtor <laughs> speaks plain and candidly. He oh. is brutally honest. So okay, good for him. What happens in the realm of chaos is he is an arms dealer for chaos. He is mm. the crafter of demonic war engines and the creator of destructive forces of demon engines and power. He is a, a blade master and a weapon artist, uh, artisan. Those weapons that have demons infused inside of them, Vashtor oh, helps him. make. Oh, nice. He, he helps create these. The um, the swords and, and plague weapons made from Nurgle or the or the the giant brass vehicles of corn. He helps build these. Nice. I love it. I love that he's like the weapons dealer, the arms dealer, uh, the the chaos weaponsmith. I love this. I think this is great. Vashtor's a. I love it. So any demon may approach the soul forges. And when you approach the soul forge, you may sign a contract of blood and oil with Vashtor. Mm -hmm. The thing is is that these contracts are not are not weird contracts. That they are written out plainly and cleanly what they oh. are. They are not tricks. It is very simple. Demons are the tricksy ones. Demons are the ones who expect so much more of themselves. You know, like mm -hmm. they, they maybe it's a, a younger, smaller demon of Zinch or, or of Slanesh who wants to become uh, more favored by their god or, or wants to rise in the ranks, right? And mm -hmm. they need to find a way to do it. So they go to Vashtor and often their contract is simple. They will be smashed, crushed, adjusted, molded into a creature of brass and flesh. And by giving them that power, they owe a certain amount of mortal souls to Vashtor. Oh, okay. So I, I'm liking this. I will make you into mm, a soul grinder, which is shy if you have an image of that. It'd be perfect. Uh, a soul oh. grinder. And then by then, you must reap me a thousand mortal souls in return. Um, but maybe by a certain time frame or something. And if mm -hmm. you don't, then you owe me. What uh, would you give back to Vashtor? Just like your soul? Or you become like a soulless worker for Vashtor? Or how does that work? Enslaved to his work. Yeah. Mm, okay. So a that lot of smaller chaos entity. A lot of smaller demons that don't have a whole lot to offer will often uh, offer their services and sign a pact of servitude to Vashtor for an unspecified amount of time for mm. power. Yeah. Okay. But once their time is up, so long as the contra doesn't state anything otherwise, that's that. Like, you're and done. They just get to keep the power. Congratulations. You got me the souls I needed. I'm strong. You're strong. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. They they are an absolute, uh, an absolute, completely. What is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, brutally honest contract. I like that. He he does not speak in riddles or tongues. He is just flat out. You work for me. Give me this many souls. I will turn you into a beast of destruction. Which um, this is the soul grinder, by the way. I, I I like that. I I am digging Vashtor and the the Soul Forge and oh, this is whoa. The the mini is a little bad if I'm being honest, but the that's the concept, you know, a mixture I, of both. I don't know. That mini's pretty cool, to be honest. Like this weird amalgamation of flesh and and metal and brass, and it's like this sort of techno spider thing and that really cool like broken sword made out of techno i love it i oh boy 
there's not a whole lot that I'm disliking about Vashtor and this Soul Forge stuff. I I am I am I, smacks. Dig up. You're, you're on board. Yeah, I am fully on board with this. I might have found uh, uh, a new chaos thing to worship. So, well, that's a good thing too because Vashtor is unhappy with where he stands as this this in, middling arm dealer because. The thing is, the Chaos Gods let him be because they like his work. But also, mm -hmm. they don't want to push their influence on him too much. Because if they do, he might alienate himself from them. And then, next thing you know, Korn, Nurgle, and Slanesh all have Vashtor's allegiance and their work. And Zinch is out in the dust. No pun intended. <laughs> nice. That was good. That was thank good. You. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that is a, a worry is that if they constantly are trying to get his favor, like he works for all of them in a tenuous alliance, but like, like, like a mob boss, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't want him only working for your competitors. Yeah. And all of them don't want to like, cause if you, if you lose him, you lose all your arms. So if chaos is like, Oh yeah, let's all rise up against Vashtor. It's like, why would we do that? He supplies us with our weapons. Like, if we get rid of him, we, we got nothing. We got to find a new source of weapons. So he's, you know, he's he's an important figure. Oh, yeah. Very important for chaos. Abaddon has been having this dream, this weird, like, prophetic dream, where he he wakes up and he sees the stars in the sky being consumed, being just oh. slowly breaking apart and darkness is surrounding all of the stars. They falter, they stutter, and they burn away. And they start to crumble into ash, falling on his face like snow. And as he turns his face away, he drags smears of darkness that scald onto his skin from his fingers. Wow. And so he knows it's the end of everything, and yet... He has this revelation that he can stop it, and he starts to dig. And as he digs and digs and digs, he uncovers patterns, furnaces, and screaming mouths of chains and hammers, and a figure with eyes of burning cinder. Oh, okay. And it's then he dig got it. And then he digs more, and he finds a beast, crimson giant, which would be uh, Angron, I believe. Okay. Uh, the second book is called Angron in the Arcs of Omen. So ah, then sense. as he continues to dig, he sees an ancient knight kneel upon a field of victory and weep tears of cinder. And he continues to dig and dig before he wakes up screaming with hands bloodied. And then he dreams again. So he's got this oh. kind of prophecy. And the idea of the prophecy is kind of chasing down MacGuffins to, to craft an <laughs> artifact, uh, an artifact of unimaginable power that he will use as like a, a key. And the key opens up the stars and unleashes the, the, the flames of like retribution for his war. Ooh, I like it's, it. It's a key of brass and bone and, and clockwork. And Vashtor basically goes to him and says, I see the prophecy, and I don't like where I'm at right now. I do not like my position. I wish to become the fifth chaos god. And one day, Ooh. overpower the others and see myself ruling the realm of chaos. Oh. So just because of that, he's speaking to Abaddon and says, in my vision, I help you. And we find the things together. And you get your great, uh, powerful weapon, and we wield it together, and I become all-powerful. I become powerful by helping you, simply put. Oh. And uh, consider this a token of my appreciation. And all those worm-like electricity and metal, uh, like, oily snake things are actually fixing his ship. Okay, okay, so the Dark Mechanicus did him a solid by using that tome and kind of summoning Vashtor. 
because now his his ship is getting fixed and and he seemingly can make a contract where he gets the power he wants and Vashtor could potentially overthrow the other chaos gods here is that what I'm for, from his vision if he helps Abaddon he's going to rule chaos from his vision that's how he gains a lot of power Ooh. And I mean, the Dark Mechanicus didn't really do him a solve. They didn't know what they were doing. That's what Abaddon oh. is, is angry about. Is they just didn't know because the <laughs> they had they no idea doing. what they were actually summoning. Yeah. They were just doing some fucky wuckies. They got lucky, and getting lucky does not mean you don't get to be excrucified. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, that's the basically the goal is I will help you and your long war, and together we will destroy the the loyalists and find these artifacts to create this great key. For this great weapon. And in doing so, we will be able to, uh, I will become all powerful, extremely powerful, and you will be able to not have to serve the other chaos gods and get your win. Vashtor speaks completely honestly. No riddles, no nothing. Even Abaddon was like, why would I trust the the god of cogitators? And (laughs) Vashtor just kind of laughs. And it's like, wow. he, he kind of giggles at it. And he, at first, uh, Abaddon also said, what chaos god do you serve? And he just spits in their name. It's like, I serve none of those weak-willed <laughs> fools in the great game. So, Vashtor is a is a, a blasphemous mathematics. Oh, I love Vashtor. Also, this has got to be like, I mean... Abaddon would be crazy not to jump at this offer, right? I mean, sure, you're going to be a little uneasy and a little untrusting because, you know, chaos. But this I, this could give him everything he wants if he if he allies with Vashtor a little bit here, right? Like, it's a win-win. It is, if Vashtor is telling the truth. Which... But he speaks plainly, right? He, he's, not like a, he's not like a manipulator. He's not like a big-time chaos liar of deceit or anything, right? As far as we know. Oh, okay. Now, I think it goes against Vashtor's um, overall, like, idea to be manipulative. And as far as I'm concerned, because I can't tell if this, um, this book is in the eyes of Abaddon specifically, and so whether or not he considers to trust Vashtor or Vashtor is, is genuinely just not a liar. Yeah. Um, but regardless of it, it, he speaks plainly. And so far, it seems that he's telling the truth. Oh, so man. I love the it. next step is the Arcs of Omen. The Arcs okay. of Omen are uh, they're basically playing a giant scavenger hunt is the idea. Getting different uh, MacGuffins in order to help figure out this artifact and the key mm-hmm. for it. So, what Vashtor does is he grabs a whole shitload of, like about a dozen, I think it's a dozen actually, space hulks from the warp and throws them into real space. A dozen? A dozen <laughs> <Okay>. space hulks. <laughs> Alright, that's the, a lot. The Black Legion and their followings clear the space hulks of demon presence, tyranids, Necrons, whatever's inside of it, and turn them basically into gigantic battle force ships that they use instead. Yeah, the cool. the right is the is the is the arcs of omen in that picture, that giant one. Oh wow, that's a big ship. <laughs> oh okay, cool. Jeez, that's the size. That's bigger than all of those chaos ships put together. Do you, do you remember what a what a what a um uh a, a space Hulk is? Yeah, it's um isn't it just like uh, Imperium ships that got all in the warp and they've got like uh all manner of demons and stuff in them? Pretty much. And so like they're basically the size of like small moons sometimes. Oh so boy. Notice <laughs> notice there's another one right there. Yeah. Uh, coming out of the warp and causing problems. So yeah. what they're doing is they're basically taking each and every one of these and turning them into capital ships. And in order to do so, they need to do six things to the ship. There mm-hmm. are six additions Vashtor adds. The first one was called the Unhollowed. Uh, the Space Hulk, that is. The yeah. Arcs. 
yeah. The first thing they do is wardings. Tons of wardings and, and ritual runes to keep away demonic infestation from the ship. Then you have Makes the sense. flesh metal ganglia. Gang, wow. Ganglieos. Exo. Oh my god, that's a hard word. It's gang and then L I A X O S. Ganglieos. Yeah, ganglieos. Yeah, sure. yeah, Makes sense weird. to me. Yeah, sure. It's a word. Tons of, of warp energy and silver cyber nematodes that burrow within the ship to create like the electrical circuits for them. Cool. You then have a warp portal, which is genuinely just a portal that allows you to translate between various areas from the ship and other ships. So you can go down to the surface, murder everyone, then go into a portal to teleport back onto the ship. Oh, that's convenient. You also have ah. the obelisk which is basically a blasphemous version of the, of the Astronomicon fed okay. heretical psychers to give each space Hulk a presence in the warp so it can be um, grouped up on and travel in packs. I mean, hey, also very convenient. Uh, a very convenient, a few other systems, and finally a demonic bridge crew known as the Ferryman, a special demon pilot that melds with the ship to allow it to move. Oh, that's really cool. So the, the, the crew is just merged with the ship. You don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, oh, we need sleep, we need food. No, they're just merged in there, and they're always flying it? Basically, they're always flying oh, that's it. so cool. I like and that. They, and the whole bridge crew is just these awful demonic people. And so these dozen space hulks are now on their way going for the scavenger hunt. And they all have these really, they have these really fun names, like... Um, uh, oh, it's, uh, they say more than a dozen arcs have done this initial uh, thing. Mm -hmm. But they're moving around like the Shrine World of... Um, or, sorry, the Ice Moons of Korbak uh, are one of the assaults or industrial sprawls. There is a, the Shrine World of Loom 4 that has the Iron Warriors with the Arc Ogre. There is okay. uh, on Hasp, they have Alpha Legion going through... Uh, they have one called the Blood Maw, which is attacking good old Grya, the Forge World. Mm -hmm. You have the Bane of Life, which is <laughs> attacking uh, the Cronus Hegemony Votan and the Orcs. That um, name is, is like, wow, I shop at Hot Topic, dude. Look at how edgy I am. I'm the Bane of Life. Uh, bane nobody of cared life. who I was till I put on the mat. You know, that's that's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. There's uh there is also a a bale fleet going against Ulthway Eldar and Dark Eldar Cabals by um mm -hmm. apparently there is a name for Night Lord Chaos Lords called Flens Masters. I thought you were gonna say Flay Masters. I was like apropos name. Wait a minute. It's the same flens, you're flensing, you know. It's the same. I've never heard the word flensing for like flaying someone. Is that like oh. the past tense of being flayed is you've been flens? Like what? Uh, flens, verb, slice the skin or fat from a carcass. Huh. You flens and butchered the whale or the skin has been flensed off. Okay. Appropriate name for the night lords. GG's. Didn't. Yeah. Hey, I learned a new word today. Hell yeah. Um, so they're going around killing all sorts of loyalist people, dealing and killing off uh, Necron or going to Necron Tomb Worlds and Eldar Shrine Worlds, grabbing all of their various things. Mm -hmm. And uh, at this point, the loyalists are starting to kind of catch up. Uh, of course, naturally, the Eldar are the first people who find this out because Eldar. Of course. And they start contacting uh, even Imperial Inquisitors and saying, hey, we got problems. <laughs> it must be a big problem for the Eldar to be like, hey, humans, um, I don't know if you knew this, but Arcs! Arcs of Omen are coming to destroy all of us. Everything, yeah. And so a lot of these Arcs, of course, are, um, well, basically just being sent to demolish worlds because they're enormous. Yeah, they're and the size of a world. And so Sisters of Battle are, are rising up against it. Uh, Dante of the Blood Angels is coming to fight. 
the Ulthway Eldar are working against it. The Necrons have started to mobilize to try to deal with the Arcs. Abaddon and Vashtor have attracted the attention and are currently fighting most major players of the galaxy, which is a very impressive feat for, for them as the champions of chaos. I was going to say, it sounds like they are literally starting a fight with every faction except the Tyranids. Because how do you start a fight with the Tyranids? They're just like, oh, no, they start a fight with the Tyranids also. They, they have, they've oh. attacked a couple high fleets. Oh, okay. <laughs> they attacked a high fleet? I think I think Yo. there's a world a world surrounded by high fleet Kronos, I think, and I think they it's on the world. Their MacGuffin oh. is on these worlds. Wow. Okay. So like, they are just fighting everyone. And the it, it how are they doing? Because it with these it sounds like with these arcs, they're gonna be a threat to everybody. Cause I'm assuming these arcs <laughs> do not go down easily. No, they don't, and they are a threat to everybody currently. They are, they are, yeah, just Shy was like, people why in the chaos sits there doing nothing stupid of you when they're gonna fight everyone. Yeah, they are fighting everybody. Oh, um, you know, after hearing all of this, like, I thought Vashtor's mini was cool, and now I'm like, yo, Vashtor needs a bigger mini. Like, he needs to be like this, just, he needs to be bigger than, um... Why am I drawing a blank on the Primarch for Nurgle with the gas mask and the scythe? Mortarian. Mortarian. He needs to be like bigger than Mortarian with like these with his giant mechanical wings outspread and cause this is crazy shit. Like he's they're fighting a war with the world, with the universe. I mean yeah, I mean, Space Hulks are, are enormous. Don't forget, like, Gazkul had three of them or something when he had that giant wall against Yarick. Like, it, it yeah. is a, a genuinely horrendous threat. And now you have a coordinated attack by the Black Legion. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Vashtor is a big dude, and he also, like, he can, like, ride around, fly in the sky on psychic lightning and stuff and hammers. And he, like, screws around with machines, obviously, so he could screw with your mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, man, I, oh, boy, it's really hard for me to not just completely simp out for Vashtor right now, because all of this just sounds so much cooler than any other Chaos stuff. It's just so Rockstar, just taking on the entire universe with these giant arcs and the Black Legion and Abaddon. I am so all in right now. Oh, dude, you... Get in line, man. When I was reading this, I was like, wait a second. Vashtor is an absolute baller. This is absolute. this is the best character they've added for Chaos in a while. Oh, yeah. This is the best. I, and, I, I love it. Sign and me up. Next, and, and yeah, and like and one of the arcs also is is led by by Angron. Oh, let's go. My our, our boy. Yeah, it's and the next book is Angron too. And then the book after that is Vashtor. And the fourth book, we don't know yet. There's four books total. But the fourth book, we don't know yet. But I'm not going to lie. Uh, the the rumor consensus is that it might be Farsight. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, okay. Our, maybe our, our sudden heroes might be uh, the quiet ones. Mm. So Abaddon is the only book that's come out uh, at the moment. But there's going to be four of them. Correct. Uh, and then I think then we get to like tenth edition Warhammer when the game changes, and then I think that's when new stuff happens. Man, I I want to I want to know all the stuff that happens, and I'm invested in this. This is this is so great. I so, love it. So Vashtor and Abaddon t uh, talk a little bit, and um, it's kind of interesting to see their back and forth because Vashtor is also equally angry uh, well, with, with with some of his own issues. He has, like, his voice is like, unexpected machinations see the foe, a massive force about Malak Bale to great for any Bale fleet to overcome. Their entire fourth crusade fleet gathers about the site like filings to a magnet. Acquisition cannot be achieved. And Abaddon couldn't help himself as he laughed. <laughs> hard and cruel as he had a bit of delight that even the demon demigod is not as, like, omnipotent and can't handle all of his forces himself. Yeah, because it's kind of like because he has the exact same issue. 
Like, like Abaddon's struggling hard with keeping his own people together, but even Vashtor mm -hmm. is not strong enough to just handle everything easily like a Chaos God can, because he's not big enough. Yeah. So they're yeah. kind of mood kindred. Yeah, and I, they're, I liked, they're one and the same, yeah. I liked his statement after that. He specifically says, account for your mirth. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, so tech, well, I guess... I guess so so technically Abaddon is with Vashtor and he do you do you think they're actually going to fight chaos at some point like that they're actually going to like try to overturn the other chaos gods cuz that's what Vashtor wants in the end so I don't think that will ever happen simply because chaos never ends up fully winning normally and also, the yeah, idea true. of making a fifth Chaos God is not an unheard of thing. I think they did that with Sigmar with the Great Rat. The Great Horned Rat, I think, is what it's called. Oh, I have um, no idea. Uh, the, the possibility of him ascending to a fifth Chaos God is a thing. Ooh. However, I, I think from like a, a meta perspective, an overall world-building perspective, him being a little bit under makes for better character development. Him struggling oh, yeah. more makes for better character development. Right, right, right. Sort so I don't the, think... Uh, I don't want to say the underdog, but it's... Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Well, no, I think so. It's like Abaddon is is working hard to defeat the Imperium, um, but Vashtor is the underdog of chaos in general, you know? True, because he's not really at the godhood status, but he's... Yeah, okay. I, I'm okay. curious to okay. see how Gods. it's going how it's going to go or or how it will uh, affect it all. I don't think mm -hmm. he'll be like the the biggest newest uh, chaos god or anything, but I'm really curious to see where he'll be taken. I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't mind if he did eventually become the fifth chaos god. I would not mind that one little iota. I, I feel weird in the sense just because like, We've had the big four for so long that a lot of the game is kind of centered around the idea of four. True. Making it five feels a bit odd. Um, so just but, have him constantly struggling and he never quite ascends to godhood, but he's always kind of, you know, that little thorn in your side that's just enough of a threat. I, yeah. I, I'd like I'd like him to still ascend to godhood, just a small a smaller god, just a smaller god. Oh, okay. I'd be, I'd also, be down wouldn't with, it like, be better if they like, instead of fighting the whole universe, they took all their arcs and just individually attacked each faction? So, because like those arcs seem so powerful that if you were just like, oh yeah, let's just take all of our arcs and we're just gonna go bomb Terra, like who's gonna stop you? So they're not necessarily doing. Oh, okay, so actually, that's a great thing you just said right there. Hooray! Um, so the point to states is that uh, Abaddon specifically talks about that. He talks about the fact that he has enough forces to probably assail Terra. The problem is that he does not want to follow in the footsteps of his uh, fool of a father, Horus, where he attacks Terra with living loyalists at his back. Oh, okay. He wants to rend all of the Imperium to lower the amount of forces by such a degree that when he fights Terra, the only enemy he has is facing him in the front. Okay. Because that gotcha. was ultimately Horus's undoing, was I think the Dark he Angels and the Terra Ultramarines. Yeah, they were coming from behind and he was losing time. Yeah. So if Horus had been smart enough to whittle down the loyalist, he might have won, and Abaddon doesn't want us to make the same mistake. Oh, that's great character uh, building. I, man, this just keeps getting better and better. And so, um, he is not actually just picking a fight with everyone. He is attacking very specific spots that have artifacts that they are looking for, for this key for this weapon, this MacGuffin weapon. Hmm. Oh, I love so it. it just it just happens to be that these spots have one was oh, okay. Tomb World, one was Neck or one was Tyranids, one was uh, Votan, one was Lots were Imperium. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's it's oh. more than just these are the places we have to look for. Not right, like, right. They're just looking for artifacts. They're not necessarily trying to whittle down forces. They're just like, yo, we need these artifacts, and you idiots happen to be where we need to be. Exactly. Gotcha. 
I love it. Oh, this is I, I love it this too. Is, this has been fantastic. Good for <laughs> good for GW. Yes, this is this is actually really good chaos lore. Vashtor is a baller. Hell and I cannot yeah. wait to see what his rules are on the tabletop because I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him and paint him up no matter what. I don't I don't care at all. Hell I'm yeah. One hundred percent getting him. So sick. That's one of those ones where it's like I might buy one. And even though I'm not painting stuff, I, I'm, I might just send it off to like one of those uh, uh, commission painters and be like, hey, make this as badass as you can, because I just want to display this on my shelf. Hell yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd All love right. Get that's one of uh, him and get like the new Abaddon. Oh. That, that's, uh, that, that's about it for me. Oh, man. Uh, this was a great episode. I, I, I love it. I am so, like I thought I was gonna be hype about the Phoenix Lords, but this was oh, I I am thrilled at being so wrong about what today was gonna be about because I am a consider me a Vashtor simp post haste. Hell yes, join the club. Hell yeah. Also, I it's imagine nice to, a uh, lot to of have people like, are gonna be that way. Oh yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are really hot on Vashtor right now. Um, mm. I also think that it's. Really nice to be listening to, like, ongoing lore in 40K. Like, mm. a, a developing story is just kind of nice, because now we're finally in the situation of, ooh, what's next? What's next? Yeah, we know what we know what Issachiel has been up to. We know what he's doing. And, oh, man, he is a big threat. Would you say he is now... He's He's got to be more of a threat than Horus right now, because, like you said, Horus screwed up and failed at Terra because there were still so many loyalists at his back. Um, like, he's he's a way bigger threat than Horus now, right? Uh, so, um, the... Well, well I, I would say so, but it's also because the galaxy is currently ripped in half by warp storms and things because he destroyed Oh, yeah, Kenya. the Cicatrix Maledictum and, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would say he's definitely a bigger threat than Horus, but also the Imperium has spread and, and breeded like flies in the past 10,000 years. <laughs> That's true. The Imperium is probably a lot bigger now than it was when Horus was uh, doing his shenanigans. 100%. So it's a little bit of a back and forth kind of a, a give and take. Mm. Also, that, yeah, I, like Shai yeah. said, he, he has the benefit of learning from uh, the mistakes of Horus and the mistakes of Chaos. Sure. Someone made a very interesting point that with Vastor, it might actually be one of the ways they try to bring back uh, Perturabo. Because the Iron Warriors are so into this. Oh, yeah, this would be the Iron Warriors' wet dream, dude. Well, so, kind of, because the Iron Warriors do not like chaos. They despise chaos as an entity. Oh, sure. But if they were going to like any form of chaos anything, this would kind of be the guy. The guy who signs packs with demons. Mm-hmm. And he speaks plainly, and he's all about, like, it's all about twisted brass and oil and sort of mechanical inventions and stuff. This, yes, 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 this could totally be a Perturabo thing. Yeah, so the pistons and souls, mm-hmm. blood and oh. oil, such a cool concept. So cool. Oh, my God. This also seems like a great uh, Dark Mechanicum uh, faction, too. With the with the blood, the oil, the machinery, the technology, oh, it's just endless. Oh God, I love this. I mean, that would be. I was always kind of wondering because I, I thought that in tenth edition we would most likely get a brand new codex for the Emperor's Children. Just kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. We got World Eaters this time around, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think Death Guard was also recently. I think it was the last, the latest one. Um, and so I was thinking to myself, like, oh, it'd be really good to to hit up. Emperor's Children, but I, I wouldn't mind, like, um, some kind of chaos side army, like the, the Soul Forges of Vashtor, or something oh, like God, that. yes, please, yes, or some, please. some kind of Descendants of the Forge kind of shit. Like, that, that would mm-hmm. be super fun. I am so here we'll for see. all of or, it. Or that, that would be, like, content. that could be the Dark Mechanicus, you know, is, like, the Soul Forges is like the version of the Dark Mechanicus. I don't know. It's an idea. Hell yeah. I am here for all Vashtor-related content. Hell Give it yeah. to me. Just put an IV in my arm and direct it into my bloodstream. 
Hell yeah, brother. Mm. All right, that's it for me. Um, to all of our lovely viewers, I might need to get my tonsils removed. So you might oh, not hear no. my, my scratchy voice for a while. Um, and it might delay an episode or two. Well, the ones that I might be in. Um, yeah, and the ones that if I, we need to, we might for. get like Kiriath or someone to come do a guest episode or something. But. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see about that. Uh, but besides that, uh, Vashtor gang gang, <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> <laughs>